Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome on in to Damon and the crew on a Monday night. Well, no, I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that now. I was all ready to go with Damon and the crew. <laughs> and now Dr. Gina tonight, she actually named the crew. Oh, what'd she call us? A bunch of jerks? Uh... <laughs> no, no. She, she loves you. Uh, but now I can't go with that. So now I got to go back to live from Studio 6B. Because right. so I can't say it's not really Damon and the crew now. Because we're all on equal footing here. As you all, you all know, I feel that way. You got to cancel all that, uh, all that promotional all stuff shirt, that you were new, ordering. Yeah. All the new shirts have to go back. <laughs> so, uh, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night, 8 p.m. Uh, glad you're in. Hope you had a great weekend. Lots to talk about. Man, and I'll tell you the biggest thing. Well, first of all, Rick Delgado's here. How are you? Good. How are you, Dan? How was your weekend? Very good. Celebrated the, uh, the birthday of my very lovely partner, Kate. Oh, very good. Happy birthday to Kate. Yep. Uh, Rick uh, Emirati, how was your weekend? Good, big day. Very busy. A lot of ribbon cuttings for local chamber of commerce businesses out there doing my thing. Okay, very good. Geo Fran holding it down. Uh, G Fran, how, you can, how was your weekend? Thumbs up, or if you want to talk, you can. Everything was good? Good, good. Okay. <laughs> Fran, your birthday after you left here, I'm sure it picked up, right? <laughs> oh, it got loads better for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, so of course. And mine was fine, too. Thanks all for asking. Um so uh, what was I going to say here? Well, there's lots to talk about, but I'll tell you what I'm really down on is I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas now. Rick, can I come, can I come to your house? Or are you, um, well, no, you're probably not having people either, right? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think we're going to be home. We're just going to turn off all the lights and pretend uh, we're not there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Amirati, can I come to your place? Or are you do- uh, no, you're not probably doing it. It's going to be like either, the Grinch right? who stole Christmas. Okay. Nothing around. No, nothing. All right. So I just don't know what I'm going to do. Um, quack, quack. Because, you know. <laughs> It's just too early, really, it's just too early to tell what we're all going to do for Christmas with all of our, our families because quack, quack. Someone, someone's weighed in. Yeah, get it ready. Um, someone's weighed in and told us, roll that. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to <laughs> concentrate on continuing to get those numbers down and not try to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Let's focus like a laser sure. on continuing to get those yes. those cases down. And we can do it yes. by people getting vaccinated and also in the situation where boosters are appropriate to get people boosted because we know that they can help greatly sure. in diminishing infection and oh, diminishing yeah. advanced disease, the kinds right. of data that are now accumulating yeah. in real time. Yeah. <laughs> Just too early to tell, everybody. Just too early to tell. Well, Lord Fauci has... Um... Well, he's turned around a little bit on that today. He did. He did. In a tweet that I saw from, I guess, I don't know if she's from, uh, 
don't know if the girls from CNN or someplace said that, I guess Fauci did an interview somewhere today, and he said, well, no, no, I'm going to be spending Christmas with my family, and I encourage um, especially all vaccinated people to do the same. So the Lord, Lord Fauci has turned around a little bit on the, the baiting question that he got from CBS, or is it just too soon to tell? And he just took the bait. Well, it's just too soon to... No, no, it's it's not. It's not too soon to tell what we're going to do for Christmas, Doctor Fauci. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. It's not too soon to tell what we're going to do for Fourth of July, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, Halloween. summer, tonight, tomorrow. We're going to do what the hell we want to do. That's what well, we're going to do. It might be too soon to tell because, according to Biden, there's a meteor coming. Oh, oh, this I don't. I didn't know. I about didn't hear this. about this. Okay, I don't know about this. So we'll have to get to that. I'll get the. Um, update in the break so so yeah the Fauci says it's just too soon to tell but now he was reverse course today so so maybe there's maybe he's uh, seeing the Hugh Hewitt light <laughs> <laughs> yes oh that, uh, can I just say again that was probably the most delightful video I've seen in a long 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 time I'm not even a big fan of Hugh Hewitt but the way he just he, you, you know when you know when they sit there and be like, oh, this person got dunked on and blah, and it's all on Twitter. And it, if you're not doing it to somebody's face, you're not really taking them down a notch because they could never even they might not even ever read it. And if somebody has to have it explained to them or show, hey, look what this person said. Did they really dunk on you? Did they really knock you down a peg? No, he did it to the guy's face. If you're gonna dunk on someone, the only way it qualifies as a dunking is if you dunk in his face. And Hugh Hewitt did just that. And uh, hats off to you, Hugh yes. Hewitt. It was awesome. And I, I have to believe that. Well, I, I don't. I can't find the tweet here of uh, Fauci reneging on that. Um, it's all too soon to tell. But <laughs> it just had to be in the back of his head when he was asked about it again. Hugh Hewitt had to be in his head where he just said, Dr. Fauci, people just don't like you. <laughs> he just, it had to be there for him to go, you know, uh, maybe I'll just rethink the Christmas thing here before I, you know, so. Yeah, it's, it seems like it, it's, uh, let me see, I think I found it. I think it was done on CNN, it seems here. Okay, yeah, that's right. He thought. walks back his, uh, his yes. Christmas. He says something about now Americans can have a good normal Christmas with their families. Oh, oh thank God. According to him. Oof, oof. Woo. Thank goodness. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So. Now, now, can we kiss each other, Dr. Fauci? Whoa, Maybe on the cheek uh, or, or something? Is that okay? Let's not get crazy here, Rick. It's only October 4th, so we got some time to figure that out. So, uh, What are the Pandora Papers? Anybody know? Have you followed this story? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I started reading about this today, I, <laughs> and I was like, well, what the heck is this? Well, the Pandora Papers are a collection of, uh, I, I want to say it's it's... Finance, private financial accounting documents, um, and it seems that they've been they've been uh, opened up and people have found you know they kind of got released over the weekend. Yeah, and there's a lot of people tied to this, including celebrities. <laughs> We're finding out all the who yeah. the, all the hypocrites are, but where basically they've been hiding and stashing money <laughs> sure. through yeah. you know uh, uh, shell corporations ah. and offshore accounts and this yes. stuff, um, and people like Elton John. Oops. Ringo Starr. Oh. Shakira, Shakira. She's been caught up in this because she's been uh, uh, allegedly avoiding taxes using some of these schemes. Also, let's see, some of the politicians involved. I think I had a list oh, here somewhere. Oh, politicians involved? Never. Yeah, definitely some politicians. With insider and trading or hiding assets? I'm shocked. 
And it's funny to see this because these are the same people that, you know, they tell you, oh, well, you know, you got to pay your fair share. Remember, pay your fair share. Sure. Some of these people like... uh, Tony Blair, was he there? Tony Blair is there. (laughs) The the Prime Minister of Lebanon is there. Okay. Um, Let's see. How about one of the princes from... um... Yeah, Cutter or someplace. Not not Prince from Minneapolis. We no. know he's not around anymore. No, no. But uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, the prince's son or somebody from uh, one of those oil-rich countries. They've yeah, been they're, buying they're... up all kinds of uh, real estate. A I saw bun- a bunch of people that uh, you know you would think if they're in the public eye and they're there to serve, quote unquote. Mm. Um, that they would be doing what they're supposed to be doing. You got Tony Blair, like you mentioned, John Daly. He's from uh, Malta. He's a European commissioner. You got Dominique Strauss-Kahn, the former managing director of the IMF, an ex-French finance minister using a Morocco-based company to take in millions. Sure. Uh, all tax-free. Very the cool. Joe, the Joe Biden school of S&C Corp op- operations. That's yeah. how you do it. The you... leader of Czechoslovakia is named in there. Yeah. Oh, just a bunch of, bunch of people. Bunch of people. And the other um, big thing that we should... Well, it's a couple things we're going to go over tonight. But the other thing that just dropped, I think, literally as we came on the air eight minutes ago, was that Project Veritas dropped another video, this time with a Pfizer scientist who said sitting down, your COVID antibodies are probably better than our vaccination. We're like Brad and taught to be like vaccine. Um, he's, what did he say here? We're like bread, not Brad. We're like bread <laughs> and taught to be like vaccine is safer than actually getting COVID. Our organization is run on COVID money now. This is part of the new, we'll see if we can pull this up, G, and find it. Uh, the new it just dropped at eight o'clock. I'm seeing some things here already coming across the wire, and uh, basically saying they're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. This is basically our organization is run on COVID money now. This is Chris Croce, senior associate scientist at Pfizer. You don't talk about anything that can possibly implicate you, like big pharma. As I'm watching the video here play in front of me. but So this is another big, big uh, breaking Project Veritas video out tonight, this time on your, on your vaccinations, which every single day goes by, more, more and more, more and more is coming out on these vaccinations and what a disaster they've ended up being. And almost more information on the vac- vaccinations being maybe the sole reason that we're seeing this rise in cases that the, the, the vaccinations themselves are actually helping this thing become a super spreader and, ha- and helping it change and alter and be able to um, infect more people quicker. Dr. Robert Malone has come out with a bunch of studies. So, and so has Dr. Um, I think his name is Gert. I got to get his full name. I've been following him. Of course, Horowitz over at the blaze in conservative review podcast has been having all these doctors on. And I mean, the, the, the um, information that's coming out is stunning. Well, according to this from Just the News, more than 500,000 adverse events were reported 
after the COVID vaccine was taken from temperatures to neuropathy. Uh, As of September 27th, there were 569,294 adverse events reported. The most common disorders reported after COVID-19 vaccines in the U.S. included, like I mentioned, temperature-related issues, skin problems, and a category that includes movement, muscle, nerve, neuropathy, numbness, and paralysis. Upwards of 164,000 of those. That's according to the original analysis of the federal vaccine adverse event reporting system. So you're seeing you're seeing I think you're starting to see a lot more of this stuff come to light, like you said. And this guy, we talked about Dr. I mentioned Dr. Yearden last week, his video. And now you're saying this this other guy that that's uh, on Project Veritas. And you're getting a lot of information out of places like Massachusetts and out of places like Washington State. On since Delta has shown up, what the breakthrough cases are like, you're getting more and more of it every day, and it's just stunning. 95% of all COVID vaccine breakthrough cases have occurred in Washington State since Delta's ascendancy. This is what collapsing transmission efficacy looks like and why Canada just ordered four years of booster shots, and that's what, that's what <laughs> this is turning into. That from Steve Dace, by the way, on Twitter. Um, and there's other information now. We'll spend some time on that tonight. We'll spend a lot of time on the liar in chief, who is Joe Biden, who was out today basically telling boldface lie after boldface lie on the debt ceiling. Now we've covered some of this, but we're going to go over it again because his speech today was just full of just absolute utter nonsense. Most of it non- nonsense, not true. And some of his arguments are just delusional. I don't know if any of you have ever gotten a paycheck, but if you if you ever looked at it, they take money out for Social Security. I'm sure most of you know that. We have to raise the debt ceiling now, according to Joe Biden, for to pay Social Security. Well, we've already paid it. What he's not telling you is, well, we stole all the money, so we have to borrow. So because you've already paid it, why would we have to raise the debt ceiling for Social Security when we've already paid all the money in? It's supposed to be in the Social Security. Trust fund, right? <laughs> That's what <Yeah>. I heard. <laughs> so we'll get into all that. Plus, we'll do news of the day sports. Lots to do on a Monday, starting off the week. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday. We'll get to sports here in a second. So Robert Malone, Dr. Malone, uh, posted something. uh, I think I shared it from yesterday. Predominance of antibody resistance uh, SARS-CoV-2 variants in vaccine breakthrough cases from the San Francisco Bay Area. So all of the, a lot of the cases that they're seeing in San Francisco, these breakthrough cases, and there's a horrible story out today of some gentleman 53 years old working in the hollywood uh, i think in the emmys yeah makeup artist who died double vaxxed and i believe boosted died today supposedly of no other underlying health conditions um and robert malone is bringing up the point and so is dr vandenbosch that what you're seeing is you're seeing these antibody resistant variants 
in all of these vaccine breakthrough cases. You're not seeing it in people who are getting it who are unvaccinated. And again, I, I, I guess as I understand it, that the, the, um, the theory behind this is because of the rate of vaccination push that we had in this country, that in the end, it's actually in some ways made it, made it worse because it, it has allowed this, it has allowed these variants to change, to become, you know, um, basically resistant, which is why you're seeing so many breakthrough cases and, and so many, uh, the efficacy of all of these shots just waning to almost nothing. And now they're going to go the booster route and all this other stuff. And then, of course, now you're getting antiviral talk. I'm glad people also picked up on this as we talked about Thursday and Friday of last week that, oh, magically now there's a lot of talk about Pfizer Mectin and Merck Mectin and all this other stuff that's, that's, that's um, suspiciously close to Ivermectin, which, of course, has been shown to be extremely safe and extremely cheap, which, of course, is why, really why nobody wants to talk about it because there's no money attached to it. Like this Merck, Merck pill uh, that's going to cost what a, some enormous number, and we have no safety data on it. And as I heard someone talk about, when you talk about antivirals, one thing you have to be careful of in the safety, in the safety, in looking at efficacy and safety is to make sure they don't, um, what effect it has on, you know, other, it's kind of like breaking, it's like uh, chemotherapy. It's like breaking eggs with hammer. It's very effective, but there's collateral damage. A lot of these antivirals, sometimes there can be if you take them for an extremely long time. So they have to, you know, an ivermectin has been shown not to do that for years in the billions of doses it's been given to humans for parasites, lice, other things it's been used for. So anyways, we'll get to more of that. Let's do some sports here with Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? I'd be doing well. Busy football weekend. We have to get into that a little bit. But first, I want to talk about baseball as the season came to a close yesterday and the playoffs start tomorrow with the big wild card game. This is CBS Sports HQ. Shanna McCarriston. Major League Baseball season is postseason field is set. Headlined by Yankees versus Red Sox in wild card game. The Red Sox advanced to the postseason with a win over the Nationals. They were carried by Rafael Devers, who hit a clutch home run in the eighth inning to give Boston the lead. Boston will host the Yankees, who clinched the playoff spot with a walk-off win against the Rays in the wild-card game tomorrow night. With the Red Sox and Yankees taking up the two AL wild-card spots, it means the Blue Jays' 91 wins and Mariners' 90 wins will miss the playoffs despite having strong seasons. The Giants won their 107th game and clinched the NL West. The playoffs formally begin with the Yankees and Red Sox tomorrow night, and here's a look at the postseason uh, seedings. The Rays are number one in the East, Astros number one in the West, uh, White Sox, uh, number three in the Central. Number four, wild card Red Sox and Yankees in the uh, National League. The Giants are the number one seed in the West. Number two are the Brewers in the Central. Number three, Braves in the East. And then, of course, four is the Dodgers rounded out and five by the wild card uh, with the Cardinals. And that game will be on Wednesday night. Dodgers and Cardinals in Los Angeles. Amazing. The world champions last year and this year comes down to a one-game elimination. So, so the really Red Sox-Yankees is one game tomorrow night? One game. Game, Big D in, in Fenway. In, in Fenway, yes. I may not be on the show tomorrow night. I may be on my way to <laughs> get the tickets. Big D, probably like twelve hundred dollars. We'll, we'll do the do the show from the behind yep. the dugout. 
Hey, and speaking of uh, Boston, Tom Brady wins first game against Patriots and Bill Belichick. The game that caused New Englanders to go on an emotional roller coaster has come and gone, and it was Tom Brady and the Buccaneers who came out victorious, but not by much. The Bucs won 19-17 with the game ending in a long field goal doink from Nick Folk from the Patriots that, that was inches from going in. Had the Patriots made that field goal, they likely would have ended the night with the W. Uh, with the win, Brady has now defeated all 32 NFL teams as if it was scripted. He also passed Drew Brees for most passing yards all time to add to his already insane resume and Brees was on the sideline when it happened which even made it more dramatic as he was covering the game last night uh, with NBC Network. Amazing. And they really didn't make a big deal about that. They didn't stop the game or, no. you know, there was real no fanfare. And I wonder if that's what... It was what a the- weird play. It was like, oh, he's one yard short. Oh, they moved it up a yard. Now he's tied. Oh, they moved it up two yards. Now he's, now he's got the record. And then, uh, I mean, it's just, I think they screwed it up, if you ask me. But. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, some more NFL rundown. Big D, good weekend. Washington football team, 34 30 over the Falcons. Taylor Heineke, not 290 yards and three touchdowns. He continues his role. The Texans are blown out 40 to nothing by the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, 248 yards and two TDs. Bears twenty four fourteen over the Lions. No surprise there. Let's and, get to the uh, let's get to the important part of sports. How, getting much money, to how much money do you owe me now? <laughs> I think we might be even. And here we here's why. Cowboys. Now you can afford those tickets, Damon. Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Let me finish, Jim. Cowboys. Are you, thir- your, are you out of your mind, even? Let's let's. Hey, we might have to roll tape here. Cowboys thirty six twenty eight over the Panthers. Zeke you won Lillard. that one. I, I I won that one. Yes. Yeah. You won I, that one. How'd Browns you over the Vikings fourteen seven. We didn't, I, if we roll the tape, you'll remember, you'll say, I think I'm going to quit while I'm behind. You didn't take that one. I thought I took the Browns and the Vikings. No, you took Georgia. <laughs> I did. I got smacked on that. Arkansas, we're going to get into that in the next segment. But I also took Michigan, who beat Wisconsin. Remember no, that? No, you didn't. I did. T- Big D. Come on, man. Okay. Come on, man. We'll check, we'll check the tape. I have you I have you splitting yesterday, still owing me the original. Well, you you forget. I think okay, I was Okay, maybe I'm wrong. We better we'll have to check tape. If we have to, we'll, we'll get it straightened out tomorrow night. Okay. Let me continue, please. G- Giants G- 27 27- Crazy Town tomorrow. <laughs> you know what to do. Giants 27-21 in an overtime upset against the Saints home in their home opener. Big D- Danny Dimes, Jones, 402 yards and two TDs looking good. And guess what? Zach Wilson got his first win. D. He won 27-24 over Tennessee in overtime. 297 yards and two touchdowns. Chiefs 42-30 over the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes five touchdowns. Cardinals 37-20 over the Rams. A little bit of an upset there uh, in, in SoFi. And the Cards are now 4-0. Kyler Murray, 268 yards, two TDs. Seahawks 28-21 over the Niners. Ravens 23-7 over the Broncos. Packers 27-17 over the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger with his 400th touchdown pass. Incredible. and uh, But they did not win. And Aaron Rodgers had 248 yards and two TDs. And, of course, we mentioned the Buccaneers 19-17 over the Patriots. Monday Night Football. We'll keep an eye. SoFi Stadium. Good one. Good old AFC West rivalry. It's the Oakland Raiders visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And that's uh, their Chargers are favored by three, D. And that's a wrap in sports. I'll keep you updated on the game. Okay, very good, Rick. We'll uh, we'll we'll go back and look at the tape. So uh, yeah. we'll figure out how yeah. much money you owe me. I think it's still a hundred, <laughs> but I could be wrong. All right. Um, all right. So we'll do some we'll do news when we get back here from with uh, Rick Delgado. Lots to get into. We'll get into Biden's speech today about the debt ceiling. I, th- I think um, I think he forgets that they hold the the house 
with a slim margin, the Senate with almost no margin, and he he probably most of all forgets that he's actually the president. <laughs> if I had to guess, he's like he's like who's in charge of the executive branch? Where, yes, because yes, to listen to him, <laughs> to listen to him talk, I mean, you just he's got the Republicans pegged for all of the problems here. But I mean, you know, for once, good for the Republicans for saying we're not going to give you any. Well, you don't need any help from us. You just want help from us as far as the borrowing part. You don't want any help for us on the spending part. No, he wants help from them for the blame part. And that too, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to all the budget debt ceiling nonsense lying Biden is. Almost every word today was just a lie. It's just not true. We've been through this. But we'll go through it again. All right, we'll do news when we get back as well. We'll talk about what happened to um, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin over the weekend too. All part of the process. All part of the process. The hour live from Studio Six B on a Monday night, so we didn't even wait till um, we didn't even wait till tomorrow <laughs> night. G, let's just uh, let's just go to the tape here. Roll it from uh, Friday show. Cowboys are hosting the Panthers. Five and a half points. I'll take the Cowboys on that one. They're gonna they're gonna win that game, Big D. And hold it, slow, slow down. Hold on, You're, ten minutes to get his spatula out so we can flip You're, you. You're down a hundred. We got a hundred on one game already. So now we're doing a hundred on the Dallas game. Dallas is playing who? Yeah, uh, Carolina Panthers. Is laying five and a half in AT&T Stadium. I'll take the five and a half. You got it. I got Carolina five oh, and a half. hundred so on now, that? Yep. Right. <laughs> That's the standard play, hundred. All right. All right, anything else in sports, Rick? I'm going to wrap it right there and quit while I'm behind. <laughs> I thought I had college, but you win. What's the tally? What do I owe you now? So you're split on Sunday, so you still owe me just the original 100. Still. Well, so you're down 100. What do you like tonight? We got a game tonight. Oh, look it's at already this. started. It's delayed. Oh, it's delayed. Delayed. Hasn't kicked off yet. Who do you like? It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm going Raiders taking the three with the three. All right. I got the other side. There you <laughs> go. That's fine. You're home, so. Okay, good. All right. Let's do some news and hear what that's uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? Well, let's see. First off, Rick Amorati's about to lose $100. Uh, <laughs> no, no. We don't know. No, I'm More kidding, than that. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, this one out of Florida. Sad news, actually. Governor Ron DeSantis' wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. This is coming from just the news. Uh, quick little story on this because there's not much to say is, uh, aside from what you already know, that Florida Governor Rod, Rod, Ron DeSantis's wife, Casey, has been diagnosed with breast cancer, according to a report earlier today. The GOP governor had this to say, and I quote, I am saddened to report that Florida's esteemed first lady and my beloved wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. As a mother of three young children, Casey is the centerpiece of our family and has made an impact on the lives of countless Floridians through her initiatives as first lady. As she faces the most difficult test of her life, she will not only have my unwavering support, but the support of our entire family, as well as the prayers and well wishes from Floridians across the state. Casey is a true fighter and she will never, never, never give up. And again, that's from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and we wish him and his wife all the best as she uh, moves through this process. And hopefully, you know, with the advances that they've had so, so, you know, 
great advances when it comes to cancer and breast cancer in particular. Hopefully she's able to put this behind her pretty quickly. Yeah, let's absolutely hope that way. It depends, I guess, how, you know, how quickly you catch these things. So let's absolutely hope that's true. Yeah. Now, if anybody was online over the weekend, or I should say today, um, maybe you heard about something happening with Facebook. Maybe you couldn't get on Facebook. Maybe that's because Facebook was taken down. Uh, Facebook suffered an outage along with WhatsApp and uh, oh, my and Instagram. That's what it was. Um, some people think that it had to do with the whistleblower from 60 Minutes from yesterday. But basically, they all went down Monday due to an apparent major outage of the infrastructure. This is what they're reporting, that power the three giant social media platforms, all owned by Facebook. Those attempting to ac- access Facebook Monday saw an error message displayed while Instagram and WhatsApp continued to function but would not load new content. Yeah, I'm going uh, to put on my- my Rick Delgado slash Paul Nolan hat right now because this is I'm going to take their I'm going to be like them here. Oh, there's something okay. fishy going on here. You think Facebook, WhatsApp, and uh, Instagram? So we get this whistleblower on 60 Minutes mm-hmm. on Sunday night, and then all of a sudden today, Facebook goes down the entire day, the entire day. <laughs> This, this is the one of the most profitable, richest, well-off companies in the world. And you're telling me they don't have computer IT people who can get stuff back? They, they, had, a, they had to send a crew manually over, like, to like <laughs> take the thing out of the wall and plug it back in, like to manually restart? Yeah, they were, they were doing the whole, you know, you kind of lick it and you put it, put it back in there, see if you can get the connection going. Well, that's got to be. I mean, this has got to be like a big uh, data wiper, like, kill the evidence thing right I'm a nut. I'm a nut. <laughs> yeah welcome to the party pal okay okay well well, on board well, now. well 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 guess who's on board uh, who's going who? down the rabbit hole Look i'm right what's there happening. i'm dig- i'm digging the hole some, something's up here well some people have said that this, this could be a precursor to a bigger outage coming later all right friend this is right up your alley number one you're you're good with computer excellent with computers excellent. Uh, and, and you're you know really all, good with BS. And you know, all, <laughs> you know all this stuff. Is there any way that Facebook servers could have been down just because, like, if my server went down, I called Roger and he could, he could get it up in five seconds from another <laughs> state. Are you telling me they couldn't get this up for almost 14 hours? Yeah, it sounds like they had to do an on-site fix because the, all of their remote logins go through their internal server network and the connections to the actual internet from those servers were down. So they couldn't even remote in to fix it. Someone had to go there and do it. Okay, so this is this, so basically what you're painting the picture on, Fran, is remember in the first Jurassic Park movie when all the systems went down and all the, the dinosaurs were running about eating everybody and then they had to send the guy, they sent Samuel L. Jackson to go power up the thing, but he never made it. So then, uh, what's her name? Laura Dern went, and when she got there, she pushed all the buttons and rebooted the entire system. It's not far off from what it sounds like they had to do. Yeah. See. So you're saying Samuel Jackson was doing something today? <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. he he got eaten, and only his hand was left over. So I mean, friend, Red do you agree that this looks a little suspicious? After this whistleblower comes out and all of this stuff that's going on and Facebook's election nonsense that they, we know that they were involved with, and they, they've got to be just. I mean, it, it, someone had to be getting close to something, and they said, okay, let's just let's just war games this baby. Either, either that or down. someone that works for Facebook that doesn't like it there felt empowered to show them how, how much damage they can do. That's a good point, too. 
Facebook today knows what it's like to be, well, any conservative on social media. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shut let me down. ask you this, too. Now, now, Fran, um, do you find it odd that, that a company like Facebook that also runs Instagram, another huge social media platform as well as WhatsApp, had everything, uh, I guess, tied together in one spot like that? No. that, that You would think since, that they no. want to separate them out in case something happens. It's like, well, we, want to, we don't want to take down all our products in one fell swoop. But yeah, but it, everything runs through their server farm, including their internal networking stuff. So it, it makes sense to me that they would use the same structure for everything. They might have things separated, which is why the apps would load, but you know the content wasn't new, but the old content was still there. Uh, versus, like if you tried to use a computer and go through a desktop, the page wouldn't even load. The word is they couldn't even get into the building because the cards they wear uh, were tied to these things too. People couldn't even get in the building. That's because Newman locked them all out. Now who knows uh, if that's uh, true? Uh, but. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I don't know. There's something here that's, I don't know. I mean, the Internet of Things mentality can kick you in the butt when stuff like this happens. So. Now, now, what about the, because I know I've heard this, and you, you know, can talk about conspiracy stuff, but a solar storm. People are talking about, well, we're, we're due for one in the next few months as, a, as a, another precursor to a wider out, outage. Well, I mean, that wasn't what caused this. I mean, they clearly traced the data lines to see that the the messaging that basically Facebook tells the rest of the internet where they are was, was broken. You know, it, it, the, we'd have a lot more issues if that was a solar event. Here's what I think. I think that something somewhere was going to lead to Hillary Clinton in an orange jumpsuit, and that's why everything went to hell. Durham, Facebook, election, something. Welcome I don't the, know. Welcome to the party. We'll see. All right, what else is going on in the news? Uh, well, I was going to talk about the whistleblower because we brought it up. Yeah, go um, ahead. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, Facebook whistleblower Francis Hagen has exposed Facebook's concerns about negative impact of Instagram content on young women. Facebook whistleblower said on Sunday and accused the social media giant, her former employer, of putting profit, what a surprise, over public good, leadership's assurance the company was working hard to make the platform safe. She said, and I quote, there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook, she said on the 60 Minutes interview. And Facebook, over and over again, chose to optimize for its own interests, like making more money. She spoke publicly after collecting documents and giving them to the Wall Street Journal, which then published them in a series of reports on the files that revealed details about the inner workings of the social media company. Documents revealed that Facebook's own internal research showed that the company knew that its products were harmful to the mental health of some of its users, most notably teen girls. Uh, She also said that Facebook placed profit well above those being harmed and facebook has realized this is another quote from her that if they change the algorithm to be safer people will spend less time on the site they'll click on less ads they'll make less money uh facebook over and over again shown has shown it chooses profits over safety yeah you have that well i mean i saw the reaction to this whistleblower was kind of mixed i saw conservative media who who's who thought you know that this is her and this the facebook and, and the whistleblower i thought i think benny johnson uh posted something like you know facebook and the whistleblower are everything that's wrong with social media so i i don't it didn't seem like she was w- welcomed very warmly by um what i guess the whatever she was dropping 
Well, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of people that affects. <laughs> you know, look how, how much money did they lose? Seven billion dollars. I'm sure it affected a lot of people down that line. Yeah. Uh, the other news, I don't know if you have this in your news, is the U.S. Attorney General today. And just, um, man, to think this guy, Obama, wanted to put this guy in the Supreme Court. I mean, this guy's about as radical and out there as possible. And its true colors are being shown here every day. He puts out this statement today. Listen to this. He says, in recent months, there have been a disturbing spike in harassment imitate, uh, imitate, imin, um, I can't make this any bigger. In recent months, there has been a disturbing spike in harassment and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. While spirited debate about policy matters, uh, and it's protected under our Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. Threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Those who dedicate their time and energy to ensuring that our children receive a proper education in a safe environment deserves to be able to do their work without fear for their safety. The department takes these incidents seriously and is committed to using its authority and resources to discourage these threats, identify them when they occur, and prosecute them when appropriate. In the coming days, the department will announce a series of measures designed to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. Coordination and partnership with local law enforcement is critical to implementing these measures for the benefit of our nation's nearly 14,000 public school districts. To this end, I am directing the FBI, working with each U.S. attorney, to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days of the issuance of this memorandum. These meetings will facilitate the discussions of strategies for addressing threats against local school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff, and will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting, assessment, and response. So uh, if you bring up the fact that you don't think CRT is um, necessarily the best thing to be in your public school, well, now the attorney general thinks that the FBI should come after you. Yeah, so, sounds safe, sounds good. Of course, that can't go wrong anywhere. And, and you know what? Let, let's, uh, let's, let's tap our inner Maxine Waters and let's make sure we show up whenever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from the Biden administration in a restaurant, department store, gasoline station, get out there and create a crowd, push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome anywhere anymore. How yeah. about that? There's only one problem. She, wouldn't, she didn't say Biden administration. I did. from studio 6b so the um project veritas dropped this video tonight and i'm trying to be glancing at it in the commercial breaks gee do we have that let's roll a little bit of i think the i think we have a version that the language has uh, been 
edited. I'll apologize in advance if it's not, but we'll try to do the best we can here. But I think you got to see this because this is everything we talk about almost every night on this show. Now, this is uh, Pfizer scientists, I believe, who's what, who you're going to see in this video. It should be self-explanatory. Roll a little bit of that. All right, we're gonna go. Let's 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 make sure we have the audio before we roll it. So, but I believe what you're gonna see here is uh, Pfizer scientists undercover, not knowing they're being recorded here by um, obviously Project Veritas, just another whopper of a video. And what do you know? Talking about natural immunity, and um, Daniel Horowitz has a piece out by the way. Horowitz, the country with the best data shows infection rates higher among the vaccinated all right let's try one more time project veritas's new video they dropped tonight roll that our next installment in the series exposing big pharma will feature multiple releases inside one of the nation's largest covid vaccine manufacturers pfizer the series features not one not two but three scientists within pfizer talking to one of our undercover journalists making stunning admissions i'm just i'm picturing people inside that building looking out the window (laughs) going um uh i don't think we want this guy standing in front of our building uh everybody check either that or they're like wow he looks familiar i think he's on tv right Uh, have you seen him on something (laughs) everybody turn your phone off look who's standing in front of the building we might be in trouble go ahead covid vaccine and the culture inside of pfizer like we're like bred and taught to be like like vaccine is safer than than actually getting covid and that's like like honestly we have to we have to do so many seminars on this like no idea like we have to like sit there for hours and hours and listen to like be like you cannot like talk about this like it's not in public you know, logically though like if you have antibodies built up like you should be able to prove that you have those built up like and just be like i don't know maybe potentially that doesn't seem that crazy i had covid and i have monster immunity after eight months so i just got checked last month for antibodies i mean that's no worries same thing with my brother so should i get the vaccine wait until when if your immunity starts to wane then get vaccinated so i mean well protected like as much as the vaccine probably more how so like how much more I mean, so when we came out with, so right now we're seeing an increase in the Delta variant, mostly not because of the variant, because of immune Basically, their antibodies are waning, um, so they're they're still protected, but not at that 95% efficacy. It's more like 70%. So you're being you're protected most likely for longer, since it was a natural response. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. 
Olympics. I mean, they're trying to get their numbers, but still, you shouldn't have to show anything, which is basically, in my opinion, a, a violation of HIPAA. They, no one has the right to ask you if you've been vaccinated, or so it's an invasion of privacy. I don't agree with it. So. Nick's take on these social mandates would seem to run right, so contrary right. to his sentiment. Let's, just, let's just hold it right there because that's stunning so far. Here you have a, I mean, this is someone who works for Pfizer who basically admits what we all have talked about and what we all know. Not only do you have natural immunity as, as better protection, longer lasting protection, and what he's trying to get to there, in my estimation, <laughs> and he says it wrong, it's not that they're not that it's waning. It's that because of uh, again what Dr. Robert Malone, what Gert Dr. Vandenbosch has continued to say is, hey, we've got to look at the rate of vaccination that we're trying to undertake here, and what it's actually doing. And you're you're creating this dependency, and then this thing is changing, and you're actually getting a more um, insidious variant because of the amount of vaccinations that you're doing. There's a specific phrase they use for it. I don't have it at the tip of my tongue right now, but to me, that's what he's trying to describe. If you remember the clip I played for you of Fauci saying, you know, the worst thing you can do, this is back before he became a big movie star, TV star, magazine star. You know, the worst thing you could do, he says there's situations where you can actually you can give someone a vaccination and actually end up making things worse. That's the last thing we want to do is to make this thing resistant, and then all of a sudden it starts altering itself and changing, and that's why you're seeing all these breakthrough cases. Well, that's exactly what we, most people believe is happening. I'm not a scientist, and I'm not going to claim to know for sure that that's what's happening. But people who would seem pretty smart to me, who I listen to, and I try to listen to all arguments on all of this stuff, it seems to make sense to me because of the strategy that we've undertaken. But this video is incredible. Guy from Pfizer says he doesn't even agree with that you should have to be asked if you got vaccinated. She asked him, should I get it? He says, no, wait. (laughs) Do you think he said no, wait, because he thinks it's dangerous? Or or is he just, because if if he says he thinks it's dangerous, he's never going to say it. He's just saying no, wait. Um, And then he he talks about, well, if you see that your tolerance or or your immunity starts to go down, which is is How would she know that? How would anyone know that? Who would know that? So it's silly. So why would he say, wait? I think he's saying wait is like, because now I'm talking to somebody in front of my face and I don't want to tell them because I'm going to have to live with it if I tell them to go get vaccinated and it ends up hurting them. Just think about the three minutes we've seen so far. Think about our lives for the last 18 months. Think about the lives that have been ruined, the lives that have been, the people affected, the kids affected, everything affected. For, you know, I don't want to call it just all a big lie. It's, I think that's probably a little extreme, but just think about where we're at and think about what you're hearing from someone now on the inside of one of these big, huge pharma companies. Well, what they're saying is that the, the vaccine doesn't work. I think that's what they're saying. I know Ron Johnson. The CDC Johnson, director said it didn't work. Right. The, uh, I know Senator Ron Johnson was pointing out today, or, or, or I saw the video today of him showing 63% of the people who are dying from COVID in Israel and the UK are double vaxxed. They're fully vaccinated. 
These are numbers that are not being shared in this country for a reason, because it's all about the money and the control. They like they like this. They love their stock price. They want to see it continue to go up. Hey, let's get them pumped up with some drugs. Now let's introduce a pill. It'll make it easier. Anybody who feels like, oh, I don't want that, that, you know, that needle, well, give them a pill. People love pills. They love them. The American people eat pills like they're candy because their doctors keep prescribing them for them. They, they, don't, they don't really want you to know about all the side effects. Those 60 seconds in a 60-second commercial, 50 seconds are, are there explaining side effects with some of these things, which should, which should be the red flag, be like, yeah, I don't think so. But it, it, this, is, this is the pharmaceutical company. This is how they do it. Oh, don't worry. We have a pill for that. You got a side effect? Nah, we got a pill for that. You, you, you got some, uh, some skin issues? Don't worry. Don't worry about the vaccine. I got a pill that'll take care of the, the, the skin issue. Well, you got a heart problem? Don't worry. We got something for that, too. And it just keeps, it's just, it's just an insane merry-go-round they keep you on. All right. We'll continue this Veritas video when we get back. Hour two coming up live from Studio 6B. from Studio 6B Hour 2. <laughs> Sorry, friend. I'm just planning out the show here on the fly. <laughs> uh, hour 2, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in. We're going to do some sports here since we skipped the last uh, segment, but I want to get back to this Veritas video because it's really it dropped at 8 o'clock just as we came on the air, so you're getting really a first look at it if you haven't gone online to try to find it here. Um, and then I want to read you a thread on this what I talked about before from Dr. Doug Corrigan about these um, antibody-resistant strains because of the vaccines. At least that's the implication. But all right, so let's get. So if you haven't seen this, Project Veritas dropped this tonight from inside Pfizer, and I want to just go back a little bit on this first part that we showed you to get back to what I think is just really what I think will most people will take out of this video, and what the news media, of course, if they pay any attention to it, and they won't, should take out of it is this part. Let's roll that one more time and then we'll continue. Go ahead. After eight months, so I just got checked last month yeah. for antibodies. I mean, that's no worries. Same thing with my brother. So should I get the vaccine? Wait. Until when? If your immunity starts to wane, then get vaccinated. So I mean, well protected? Yeah. Like as much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like how much more? I mean, so when we came out with, let's see, um, he's, he's trying to be so coy about so how So right says. now we're seeing an increase in the Delta variant. 
mostly not because of the variant, because of immune, they're, basically their antibodies are waning. Um, so they're, they're still protected, but not at that 95% efficacy. It's more like 70%. So you're being, you're protected most likely for longer since it was a natural response. Mm -hmm. So basically they're this trying the to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. So I mean they're trying to get their numbers but still you shouldn't have to show anything which is basically in my opinion a, a violation of HIPAA. They, no one has the right to ask you if you've been vaccinated or so. It's an invasion of privacy. I, I, I don't agree with it. So. Nick's take on these social mandates would seem to run contrary to his sentiment on antibody immunity. This isn't the first time we've heard this sentiment from a scientist with one of these companies. How do we get the unvaccinated vaccinated? I feel like what they're doing, like, for instance, like the city needs like vax cards and everything. It's just like about making it so inconvenient for like unvaccinated people to the, to the point where they're just like, F it, okay. you know? What do you mean? Like if you are restricting people that are unvaccinated from doing anything and then like vaccinated people are allowed to do anything they want. Eventually, they, they're just going to be like, let me just get vaccinated. I mean, you have multiple companies that were basically given a crap ton of money to produce vaccines, and they're pushing them. So what happens to the monoclonal, monoclonal antibody treatments? Push to the side. Why? Money. It's disgusting. You're not wearing a wire, right? <laughs> I mean, I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation because it comes down to profits in the end. And I mean, I'm there to help people, not to make millions and millions of dollars. So I mean, that, that's the moral I would say dilemma. Billions and billions. I'm trying to be nice. No, yes. I hear you. I hear you. I, I do. Mean, I mean, I'll, I'll still give you a hard time about it. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. How so? By it netted like over 15 billion last year. Chris Croce is a senior associate scientist with Pfizer. He long. goes on to explain a test that is currently taking place at Pfizer, not to determine the effectiveness, but to see if it is leading to heart attacks. I'm glad you didn't get any um, myocarditis. Yeah. That's a concern, right? Yeah. More so for younger people. Why? That's what we're looking into right now. Oh, that, cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're doing, we just sent like 3,000 patient samples mm -hmm. to get tested for like elevated troponin levels yeah. um, to see if it's vaccine based or 
so. What's it look like? I don't know. We're, we just sent that over this past week, and the last batch will be sent over next week. All external testing. We'll see. Hopefully it's good. Well, no. I mean, if not, then my opinion, that might pull something from the market. If the scientists believe that the antibody works more effectively than the vaccines, mm. it begs the question, what's with all the federal mandates, regardless of what the data says? There's ears and eyes everywhere. What do you mean? Pfizer, like in the building. Uh -huh. So it's kind of just like you don't talk about anything that can possibly implicate you or like. <laughs> Jesus. Holy fuck. Um, like, even if you shut the door to the office, it's kind of like, who's listening? These expressed views run contrary to the current public policy affecting millions of people. If you're on the inside of a pharmaceutical company, contact us at VeritasTips at ProtonMail.com and stay tuned. Wow. wow. Oh, now he's going to walk have in. We hidden camera footage of executives <laughs> at Pfizer. Code yellow. Code yellow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> wow. Man, oh man, Project Veritas. How much credit can you give that? I mean, you Oof. just can't even put it into words. Code yellow. That's code yellow, all right. It's yeah. going to be code red as soon as they see this. That is incredible. That is incredible. And it, and it is amazing that there'll be a, a huge part, unfortunately, of the country who will watch that if they want to watch it, who do or will hear about it. And they'll just brush it off as just, you know, it's fake, it's made up, it's not real, it's nonsense. You know, that we didn't intuitively know all of this, or they didn't, like a lot of us have, and talked about for a long, long time. Maybe not every little bit of it, but certainly a lot of the big points in there. Well, and it was always our theory. It was like, well, what motivates them? You know, you, you, you kind of you do the follow the money angle. It's like, well, this is big business. It's big pharma. You know, there's a lot of money attached here. They need you to be a, a constant customer. And now that the actual federal governments around, you know, governments around the world have signed up as customers to get their people, oh, it's free. It's not really free. But they're still, they're making money hand over fist. And they don't have, they don't have to sell. They've already got the customer saying, what else you got? We got, we got to keep pumping this into our people. We got to make them safe. Um, yeah, the, it, the, they've completely changed the dynamic of how Big Pharma does business now. Because now they, all they have to do is, well, it's a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous disease. You better, you better do this for the, for the good of your people. So the government will be like, well, that would be stupid of us not to, not to do it for the good of our people. We're supposed to do stuff that's good for our people. And this gives them the perfect excuse to, to go ahead and, and, you know, spend billions upon billions on these pharmaceuticals. And then basically through mandates or whatever, say you have to take them or else you can't enjoy, you know, living a normal life. So this piece that came out in MedRx uh, yesterday, predominance of antibody resistance SARS-CoV-2 variants in vaccine breakthrough cases from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Dr. Doug Corrigan read this preprint, and he came out with a thread today. He, said, he says the following, fully vaccinated were more likely than unvaccinated persons to be infected by variants carrying mutations associated with decreased antibody neutralization. And in unvaccinated cases, most viruses consisted of non-resistant variants. In addition, 
the increase in the frequency of more antibody-resistant strains in the population correlates with the increase in the frequency of vaccination in the population, which is what I tried to say before. He says it much more eloquently than I tried to. And the percentage of sequenced cases that were vaccine breakthroughs increased from 0% to 32% from February to June. And the differences in viral loads were non-significant between unvaccinated and fully vaccinated persons overall, which I gave you that study last week. So again, there's a strong case here to be made and more and more doctors that at least ones that are not being censored that you can actually still read are pointing it out. And again, the politicization of science, the demagoguery, the, um, of, of gentlemen like this, doctors fully, I mean, they're, he's as much of a doctor as any, uh, more doctors here than Fauci, who doesn't even see patients, and they're just being brushed off and ignored, these gentlemen. I'm not sure saying, if, if you guys are seeing this, but as of two hours ago, both Reuters and the New York Times are reporting that the uh, Pfizer vaccine loses effectiveness after six months. Okay, I have not seen that, but that's not a, that shouldn't come again as a surprise really to anybody at this point. But now it's coming from the New York Times, so. Yeah, when you've lost the New York Times, you've pretty much lost the argument. Either that or they're using it as well. That's why you need to get the booster. That's why, well, because let's face it, they, they want to push the boosters. That's the next phase. Well, the next phase is boosters, but the next phase is going to be strong push in antivirals. Of course, Merck's, whatever, we, we talked about it on Friday, whatever the name of it is. And we know what the deal is. We know what the deal. We are going to eventually somehow look back on this and we're going to get back to pretty soon the, the government will start pushing vitamin D out of nowhere. We'll start hearing about, oh, well, you know, there's active vitamin D. Let's talk about that. Maybe we're going to, what a great idea we've come up with here. Listen to us. We'll work our way back to all of it eventually. But that this video from Veritas is, is unbelievable. Yeah, I wonder how much more they still have to release. Because you know there's got to be more to it. And I mean, Dr. Boston, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Vandenbosch, uh, all these other doctors who have tried to say, not in a, in a spiteful, not in a mean, not in a, um, hey, I'm better than, not, none of that. Just to say, hey, can we look at this from all angles, please? Well, it's great that we got these vaccines done in record time and they got out to the public and we probably saved a lot of lives. Absolutely. But let's, let's take a look here. What we know is this thing has evolved and are we actually making it worse by taking this aggressive of a schedule on, vac- on vaccination of the public here. Can we look at this data on ivermectin? Can we look at this data on this? Can we look at this data? And they've just been brushed aside as Looney Tunes. And it's really, um, well, as Louis Gohmert said last week, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a crime against humanity is what it is. And we'll be looked back on, history will look back on it as that. All right, we'll try to get to Joe Biden, which I still want to do. We'll get to Crazy Town and Biden from today. Uh, we got to do sports and news, and I need like four hours tonight. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B, we're back after this.
17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. I promise we'll get to sports and news right now, but I just, I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing feedback come in on this uh, Veritas all over the place. And the one that's caught my attention so far is Mike Cernovich says, uh, this would be used in any other world as evidence in a court case, but Pfizer can't be sued. Neat game, isn't it? And boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? I wonder what else they have that they haven't released yet. Can you imagine if there was anything saying they knew it was dangerous or they knew this could be a problem or no? I mean, the myocarditis thing was pretty close. Well, the fact that they're now starting to test. Well, we're, we're starting to look for you're starting to look for that now. Yeah, I know. How about not uh, maybe six months ago when you first had your first inclinations that, hey, you know, we're starting to see an uptick in this. This, and is, you notice, this is abnormal. You notice he said younger people. And they, so they know yeah. the deal. They, they know, know exactly what's going they on. They know exactly well, to what Fran's point, we don't know when that footage was recorded. True. We don't know what else they have. Let's hope more. Well, they were sitting outside, and he had a T-shirt on. So, All right, let's get to – got to get to sports and news here. I'll never get to it because i got a lot to do in the next segment. i got to get to Biden out with his lying ass and then crazy town. So, all right, let's do sports here with Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D, Monday Night Football um, update from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. After a nearly 40-minute delay due to lightning strike – this is an indoor stadium, mind you. They were concerned about a lightning strike that delayed the game. The Bolts, or the Chargers, I should say, scored on a four-yard <laughs> touchdown pass. Justin Herbert over to Donald Parham, and they're up 7 nothing, and I'm down by four. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> Moving along. The Waller County Fair and Rodeo, Hempstead, Texas. Waller County Fairgrounds. All finals, bareback riding. Zach Hilber, 86 points on. Ladies, man, $1,884. Oh, Hunter Biden's worse. <laughs> Come on, man. Steer wrestling, Trey Green and Danelle Henderson, 3.7 seconds each. They both picked up $1,920. Team roping, Tyler Wade and Blaine Turner, Four and a half seconds, 2,800 each. Saddle Bronk, Logan Cook, 85 points on. Dirty Flirt. So he went from ladies' man to dirty flirt. Boy, oh boy. Still and, under uh, Biden's horse. Speaking of that, tie-down roping. Sherman Laska, 8.4 seconds. Barrel racing, Eric and Nelson, 15.44 seconds. That held up over the weekend. Bull riding, Toby Collins on Pete Carr's rodeo. Black Beauty, an all-around cowboy. Garrett Busby for tie-down roping and team roping. Total payoff, $97,000. Let's go to college football. Good weekend. Michigan, 38-17 over Wisconsin. Michigan's Cade McNamara with two touchdown passes. And Georgia wiped out Arkansas, 37-0. Shout-out to Larry Shepard and Options Mike. They both say that uh, Big D won big, and Rick's Birds may need to get a part-time job stop paying his gambling debts. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati, 24-13 over Notre Dame. Desmond Ritter, 297 yards and two TDs for Cincinnati. Oklahoma, 37-31 over Kansas State. Ohio State continues to roll 52-13 over Rutgers. C.J. Stroud, quarterback for OSU, 330 yards and five, count them, five touchdowns. Uh, Stanford, 31-24 over Oregon. Big upset oh, in OT. Tanner McKee with 230 yards and three touchdowns for Stanford. Kentucky beat Florida 20-13. Kentucky gets a $250,000 fine because the fans came onto the field, and uh, that, that's the deal. But the good thing is all fine money goes to the SEC Postgraduate Scholarship Fund, so it's going to a good cause. But you think they'd get security for like 5000 and keep people off the field. Uh, Penn State blanked Indiana 24-zip. Auburn 24-19 over LSU. 
Arizona State 42-23 over UCLA, and the Alabama Crimson Tide improved to 5-0 and on the season via Saturday's 42-21 victory over Old Miss. Uh, but the nation's top team lost a key offensive contributor. Alex Scarborough from ESPN reported that uh, they've lost Jace McClellan running back for the rest of the year. He's their number two guy, and uh, it's going to make it tough for them. Alabama sits on the top of the polls, followed by the dogs at number two, Georgia, and Iowa, the great state of Iowa. We love <laughs> Iowa. They're 5-0, and oh, and they're number three, Big D. They're making their move. What? Again, that's we love dog. Iowa. <laughs> love Iowa. And that's a wrap in sports. Busy night. Back to you, Big D. All right, very good, Rick. Uh, let's do some news with uh, Rick. Um, which one are you? Delgado. <laughs> that's Amirati, and this is Delgado. You think yeah. I'd know after a year and a half of doing the show with him. What's going on in the news, Mr. Well, Delgado? Some interesting stuff. Um, this one coming out of Red State. And because we're talking about the vaccine stuff, check this out. Louisiana hospital system is going to dock pay of employees with unvaccinated spouses. Yes, just when you thought it couldn't get more insane, a Louisiana company has sent a memo to employees saying they, they plan to find employees with a spouse who refuses to get a COVID vaccine. Sure. Osher Health Systems is a New Orleans-based health provider, and employees received the memo this week explaining that their paychecks would begin to, sh- to be docked if they carry a spouse on their insurance plan who is unvaccinated. A Twitter user posted a copy of the uh, memo on social media, and it reads like this. This is this is how the the uh, memo reads. Good afternoon. You're receiving this email because you currently have a spouse or domestic partner as a dependent on your 2021 OSHA benefits plan. To ensure you have additional time to plan ahead for your 2022 benefits options, we're sharing one of the latest changes directly with you ahead of the materials that will be sent electronically. New for 2022, OSHA is implementing a new spousal COVID vaccine fee as part of their medical plan premiums. This means that your spouse or domestic partner is covered by one of our medical plans and is unvaccinated, you'll pay an extra $100 per pay period. The company claims that it cannot be characterized as a mandate because OSHA employees have the option to seek medical insurance outside their network. Well, this is as crazy as the kids um, who are the colleges are calling them saying, well, they got... And they're not even going to campus. They're home, taking courses virtually. Sitting in their house, the college is calling and saying, you have to be vaccinated. And if you're not, you can't attend classes. They're not even on campus. Insane. Uh, it's just crazy. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know where the attorneys, where are the lawsuits? Where are the attorneys? Where is the, I mean, I don't know. Where is the, someone's got to lose big and hard here for like, um, I don't know. Something's got to. This, or this is just, they're just going to keep pushing the boundaries of how far they can go until, until something happens and they lose big time. Yeah, and remember, Pfizer can't be sued. Yes, but these we... companies can. So, hey, defense contractors accused of stealing more than $1 billion from the U.S. Navy. That's right, a U.S. defense contractor under investigation. Uh, according to the Washington Post, and of course, this story is coming from Just the News. Currently, the contractor is in Malta, and the Justice Department is working on an extradition order so he can face charges back here in the U.S. His name, Frank Rafa Carsi, is the uh, is the contractor of note and is accused of overcharging the Navy between 2011 and 2018. The company. 
this gentleman worked for is known as Multinational Logistics Services. Uh, the company was responsible for servicing warships sent to the Middle East and other parts of Asia and has received over $1 billion in revenue from the Defense Department over the course of the last 10 years. So hopefully they, uh, they grab this guy, get him back, and uh, they can do some proceedings and hopefully recover some of that money because uh, he's, been, uh, he's been a little bit of a, a cheat against the U.S. Navy. Also, in Virginia, Hampton Roads Black Caucus is backing GOP candidate Young, Youngkin for governor. Via, uh, Virginia's Hampton Roads Black Caucus has endorsed the campaign of Republican Glenn Youngkin for governor uh, over Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe, they, they say here, and I quote, has hurt black Virginians by turning his back on our schools and children, making our communities less safe and causing the cost of living to explode. McAuliffe and Youngkin are deadlocked, according to most polls, with Election Day less than a month away, and the caucus in the state's southern coastal region, also endorsed a Democrat for Governor Ralph Northam last time around, who must leave office because of the state's one-term limit. Its support for Youngkin also marks the first time the caucus has endorsed a Republican for governor since being founded in 2012. Well, I'll tell you, if Youngkin or anyone other than that's not named Terry McAuliffe can win that race, that will be a big, um, that'll be a big flag. To, to say that the, the show that the, the tide may be turning in a big way. If, if McAuliffe goes down big time and they elect uh, Yumkin or anyone else in that race, that will be a big warning shot to what's coming. And we can only hope. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll get the Biden speech, Crazy Town, all coming up. Thirty minutes past the hour, hour two. Glad you're in. Nine thirty on the East Coast, live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. Make sure you follow us on social media: Facebook, Twitter. All the Facebooks back up, I guess now. In, uh, Instagram's back up now. Uh, LFS Six B Show on Instagram, but at LFS Six B everywhere else, including Getter, uh, Rumble, Parlor, all of them. And make sure you visit our friend Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. I get emails every day about somebody who's happy with their MyPillow order. And then when we're happy, that you're happy. So LFS6B is the code to use up to 66% off. And it's just great stuff. I mean, it's just great stuff. If you're redoing a bedroom or your kid's going to college or just whatever it is, there's just great stuff there. Uh, use our code LFS6B up to 66% off. All right, crazy town time. Before we pick apart Biden, let's just give you our take on what happened today, the overall thing. Biden, the closer, G, roll it. All right. Good morning. Morning. Well, come as no surprise, I'd like to talk about what we need today to... to uh, raise a debt limit eight seconds in why the republicans in congress right, what they're doing today is so reckless and dangerous in my oh, opinion yeah. raising the debt limit do. comes down to paying what we already owe why what has already been acquired why 
We're able to borrow because we always pay our debt. We always paid what we owe. We've never failed. True. We're able to meet these obligations based on the revenue we receive from taxes. True. And based on our ability to borrow what, when needed. That's who we are. That's what's called for. It's called full faith and credit. It's rock solid. Sure. It's the best in the world. Sure. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's a cap on what we can borrow called the debt limit. So let me be really clear. This is really important to know. Here we go. Raising the debt limit is about paying off our old debts. Uh. It has nothing to do with my plan for infrastructure Uh. or building back better. Zero. Yeah. Sure. Zero. Both of which I might add are paid for. (laughs) The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. Oh, of course. In four years... They incurred, yeah. they incurred nearly $8 trillion. Sure. Folks, watching at home, Yes. you should know this is the Republican position. Oh. Here's it is. They oh. won't vote to raise the debt limit to cover their own spending. Democrats voted with them to cover that spending. Dummy. Last four years, the previous four years. But then, <laughs> exactly. they're threatening to use a procedural power called the filibuster. Oh. <laughs> so let's be clear. Let's, let's demonize the filibuster. Not only are Republicans refusing to do their job, Wait. they're threatening to use the power, their Jim, power, Jim, to prevent us from doing our job, yeah. saving the economy from a catastrophic event. Oh. You don't want to help save the country? Yeah. Get out of the way yeah. so you don't destroy it. We're just asking them not to use procedural tricks to block us from doing the job that they won't do. <coughs> Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. What? And the American people, look, I just say it this way. As soon as this week, your savings and your pocket, your uh, pocketbook, pocketbook could be directly impacted by this Republican stunt. <coughs> Excuse me. They need to stop playing Russian roulette with the U.S. economy. No. You've often touted your experience in the Senate, your 36 years in the Senate. Your aides have uh, talked about your abilities to be a closer. Why were you unable, Mr. President, to close the deal? <laughs> two. Two people. This is a process. This is a process. Not two. We'll get it done. And I also have a question for you on Ethiopia. No, I'm going to answer one. I'm not going to answer Ethiopia. Let's stick on the debt so we don't confuse the American people. The first part of your question was what? Yeah. What's about progress? What does progress look like? I was confused, Winning. The issue of reconciliation, which is like code to the American people, but what's reconciliation? There is a process that I understand. I mean, look, <laughs> the legislation both the Build Back Better piece yeah. as well as the infrastructure piece sure. are things that I wrote. These, are, these, these <laughs> I wrote didn't it. come from he God love them, Bernie them. Sanders or AOC or anybody else. I wrote them. I just want to be very clear. Can you guarantee that the U.S. will not reach the debt ceiling, that that will not happen? No, I can't. That's up to Mitch McConnell. If I could, I would, but I can't. It's not a smart thing to negotiate with yourself in public. Uh, Is that bad? Is that a bad idea? (laughs) Oh, my God. Where do you start there? (laughs) 
He's awesome. He really has it on the ball. I, I, I would love to ask him the first question. So what's the first sentence of the bill that you wrote? You wrote the bill. To, what's the first sentence? Up to Mitch McConnell. Come on, man. Up to Mitch McConnell. Uh, he's liar. not the majority leader. Nope. He's not the Speaker of the House. Nope. And he's not the president. So how's it up to Mitch McConnell? He doesn't control anything. And it's not two. Two. It's not two. It's 52. It's 52 against 48. It's not just two. I mean, everything about that is a lie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not. When he talks about the Trump administration or anything in the past, we've already raised the debt ceiling for all of that. That's why we continued to raise it then. He wants to raise it for new spending. Open pocketbook going forward, not for what's behind us. That's a lie. The fact that the, the federal government collects taxes all year round, all year round, to the tune of, I think, $50 billion every week or something. I think the monthly number is like, I actually have it here. I think it's about 200 and something billion dollars a month. The principal and interest on the debt's about $44 billion. They take in about $320 billion every month. This is from Fox. H- Hannah Grossman. She says, I keep hearing Nancy Pelosi and others say, if we do not raise the debt ceiling, then what will happen is the full faith and credit of the U.S. will be destroyed because we will default on our debt. These are just more scare tactics. And that's what the Democrats do all the time in order to try to change the country. We're not going to default on our debt. The government shuts down or whether it goes on, you keep paying your taxes. You you don't get a bill that says, oh, by the way, you don't know us now. We're (laughs) shut down, do you? I don't think so. Treasury keeps collecting your taxes via the IRS to the tune of approximately $320 billion every month. The debt service which is the 14th amendment says must be paid first the principal and interest on the debt service is 44 billion dollars out of 320 billion so is there ever a month that that's not going to get paid unless the president decides not to pay it or the treasury secretary uh, no it's not the bottom line is no it's not there's enough money to pay the debt every single month so we are not defaulting. And the scare tactics of, uh, oh, veterans are not going to, this is not, Social Security. Well, again, the Social Security thing we've talked about, you pay into Social Security your entire life. You pay into your Social Security your entire, you ever looked at a pay stub? Of course you have. You pay into it your entire life. Where's the money? We need to raise the debt ceiling for money that was, we paid our whole life into a supposed system? The Social Security Trust Fund? So he's just lying on all, almost all of it is is just absolute scare tactics and a lie. He wants an open checkbook is what he wants for all of their welfare state expansion projects going forward from October 1st. Fiscal year started three days ago. It goes until September of next year, which, oh, geez, shockingly is what? Almost to the midterms. 
That's what they want now. That's why they want to raise the debt ceiling. Not because they can't pay the principal and interest on the debt. Not because the faith, the good and credit of the UL or whatever the hell he's trying to say. It's because of who we are, all this nonsense. That will always get paid because the money is there easily 10 times less than what you need. We take in 10 times more a month than what we need to do to pay the interest, principal and interest on the debt. So it's just, there's nothing else in this article that we haven't already talked about. So he's just lying when he says all of that. It's not about what we've done in the past. That's why we've raised, how many times, if you've listened to this show since 2015, you can go back and think about the times I've screamed about the debt ceiling process and Mitch McConnell. What do I say every single time I talk about it? He gets his ass kicked. McConnell gets his ass kicked by (laughs) Pelosi and Schumer all over the place every single time we talk about it. They've raised it and raised it and raised it and raised it. What do you think that was for? That was for all future spending, which they've already raised for. So we're not all of a sudden now, oh, we got to raise all this because of the past. No, you've raised it in the past for all the going forward. Same as what he wants to do now. That's why he's nervous. Because he sees that without this, they can't do anything. And so, and this is why you see the treatment of Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. This is why you see cinema being accosted in a bathroom and on an airplane. Yeah, this is, she, this is Kristen Cinema in a bathroom this weekend in Arizona being accosted by this um, George Soros-funded group. Better plan right now? We knocked on Open Society Foundation. Look at this. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. No. All right, so stop it, G. These two seem much closer to her than anybody I ever saw on, G- on January 6th get any- anywhere near a representative. Where's the, where, where is the Capitol Police? Where's the, where is the... Um, I mean, I know this is in Arizona. Duh, I get it. She's back in Washington today. She's being accosted again in the airport. Yeah, but this was at ASU where she teaches. Yeah, I think and these are they students, normally have uh, security and stuff cordoned off, so she won't be accosted like this. But surprisingly enough, wow, they weren't available. I don't believe this is a student because there's a story that came out that said this same girl got her on an airplane, and it's from some place called um, Open Society Foundation. Yeah, this is Soros Group. Soros bankrolling this group behind the harassment. This is in the Washington Free Beacon today. Progressive billionaire Soros is backing the left-wing activist group whose members accosted Kristen Sinema in a bathroom over the weekend. Activists with Living United for Change in Arizona filmed Sinema while she was teaching at Arizona State on Saturday after she refused to meet with the organization to discuss her opposition to $3.5 trillion Build Back Better. And there's a video of this same... Uh, girl, I don't know if it was the one who was just in front of the camera or the other one you can't see, uh, on a plane. I don't, know if it's the, I don't know if it's the plane that she just was on coming to Washington. Same, same woman. And Joe Biden was asked about this today. I don't have time to play it now, but Joe Biden was asked about this today. This disgraceful behavior, which we can only hope Kristen Cinema 
has the courage of her convictions to stand tough through this and against this bill. And, and Biden's reaction was um, embarrassing, quite frankly. And I, if I was Kristen Sinema, I would I'd give him a few choice words, too. from Studio 6B, 13 to the hour. You know, it's amazing. You you remember when Kavanaugh was up for the Supreme Court, he was under attack. His wife and family were under attack by these leftist agitators. Chuck Schumer stood out in front of the Supreme Court and said, don't you dare not give us the rulings we want. He was no pushback to him. And now you see this Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin being attacked over the weekend. You see this pattern that's developing with these lefties. And and where's the rest of the party? I guess the party doesn't think any of this is any threat to the republic. There's no pushback. You don't hear from any of them. And then Joe Biden's asked about it today. Cut one, Gene. Here's what he says. Roll it. You're talking about how you have 48 Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat. T.L. Adam, Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Yeah. Part of the process, Dame. Do you recall the last um, video of a senator, Democratic senator, in, the, in a bathroom com- coming out? Where, where, who was the last one that that happened to? Part that so happens to everybody. I, I wonder, does he remember a certain representative getting shot on a baseball field? Is that part of the process too, Mr. Uh, empty Suit? Is that part of it? I mean, I have no idea what he's talking about. It's part of the process. What, what is he talking about? How about you condemn it? How about your party condemns it? How about you say anything about it other than, no, I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody, so deal with it. Really? That's the response? It's, it's, you know, their rules, I guess, will play by their game. I know you don't like it. I know, you know, it's, it's something to be frowned upon. But you know what? That's the rules they play by. And now they're coming after their own. Chasing female uh, senators down in the bathroom is part of the process? Is commonplace? Well, since when? It's just crazy. Um, all right, let's, we'll see if we can get the cut to here in a second, G. But let me just, uh, any other sports, Rick, uh, that you want to report on? Yeah, just an update on the Monday Night Football game. We have a 7 nothing lead continues for the Chargers. Real defensive struggle right now. Uh, the Raiders, Derek Carr, Carr, only 7 of 12 for 52 yards. And uh, Justin Herbert, 9 of 13 for 62 yards. So not much scoring. So definitely the over is in trouble in that game, Big D. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a wrap. I'll go back to you. I know we got a lot on the plate. <laughs> Oh, no, that's fine. If you have anything else, you can tell us. Well, we'll else? talk about Sam Burns, who pulls away in Mississippi for second win of the year in Jackson, Mississippi. Sam Burns was in the mix down the stretch. The Sanderson Farms Championship, along with a half a dozen players, was searching for their first PGA Tour title. Burns played like he had been there before, and it led to his second win of the year on this AP report. He played mistake-free until it didn't matter and ran off three straight birdies that allowed him to seize control Sunday and close with a 5-under, 67 
at the Country Club of Jackson to win by one shot over Nick Watney and Cameron Young. And uh, last but not least, Bubba Wallace wins at Talladega earlier today, becomes second black driver to win NASCAR Cup race, Talladega, Alabama. Bubba Wallace became just the second black driver to win at NASCAR's Top Cup Series level when rain stopped Monday's playoff race at Talladega Super Speedway. Actually, was postponed yesterday, and, uh, well, he ended up winning. And, uh, again, is the first black racing driver since 1963, uh, which was uh, Wendell Scott back in 63 that won. So, historic, and uh, that's NASCAR Cup as that continues. And um, that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Okay. Anything else in news, Rick? Well, just uh, I was wondering if uh, Rick had any reports on any any Let's Go Brandon chats uh, chance happening at that race, Rick? Uh, no, I did not. No Let's Go Brandons? All right. Nope. Just wondering. No, I've got uh, I've pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover. In, uh... All right, uh, G, let's go cut two. Biden was asked about the price tag. Well, we know it's zero. It doesn't cost anything. You know, it only $5.7 trillion is actually zero. Uh, roll that. I know you don't want to comment on other senators' positions in the negotiations, but what do you think the size of the reconciliation package should be? What specific dollar figure? Well, I laid out what I thought it should be. It's not going to be that. It's going to be less. I mean, look... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. Here the it comes. legislation, both the Build Back Better piece as well as the infrastructure piece, are things that I wrote. He wrote it. These, are, these, these didn't come from, God love him, Bernie Sanders or AOC or anybody else. I wrote them. It's funny he picks those two. I disagreed with Medicare for All, for example. I disagreed, with, but I laid out what I thought would be important. For example, I think in the Build Back Better program. It's required that we, in fact, have the best education available to us. And I'll be speaking to this in detail tomorrow. But look, here's the situation. How can we, <laughs> that, that's in one of the uh, competitive world... Really sounds like he wrote it. <laughs> Hold a second, Jim. Go back. <laughs> go back a little bit. Let's hear this, because he wrote it. Since he wrote, he wrote it... Yes. I wrote it, not, not Bernie, not AOC. I wrote it. Let me give you an example here of, of my fine work. Let's hear this one more time. In fact, have the best education available to us. And I'll be speaking to this in detail tomorrow. But look, here's the situation. Oh. How can we, in an ever-competitive world, increasingly competitive world, huh? how can we not meet the educational standards of at least other countries are working toward? Nobody is reducing the number of years they want their children to go to school or people to go to school. You've heard me say it before, as my wife says, uh, if, if we don't, if any country out educates us, they're going to outcompete us. Look what China's doing. Okay. Remember the question Look what the was, rest what's of the your price tag? <laughs> they're investing. They're also investing in things that relate to ability for people to go to work. The question was, what's... Stay at work. <laughs> we have several million women who can't go back to work because they don't have any way to take care of their children. What's your price tag? So to question. give a tax cut to a working mom to be able to afford daycare? Now we're in, we were in left field, now bad? we're in right field. Is that a bad idea? I think it's a darn good idea. We'll get people back to work. Okay. So there's a lot of things in the legislation I'm going to be talking about across the country. Oh, can't wait. But I think really? the American people overwhelmingly support. Sure. But the idea that somehow this is somebody else's legislation, this is what I wrote. He said that. <laughs> Yeah, this is something that I wrote. He wrote. He, he, if that was an attempt to tell us what's in the bill, I mean, that rivals some of his 
best slash worst <laughs> moments on some of these town halls where he loses his train of thought talking about electric cars or something. And he's going off on numbers, hundred billion, trillion, zillion. I mean, what was that? He sounds like a dog-faced pony soldier is what he sounds like. The idea that someone else wrote... I, I mean... The idea he wrote the that's bill. As, that's as comical as the idea that it costs zero. Hey, nice new Ferrari. Yeah, it costs zero. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the other guy bought it for me. Well, it still costs something to somebody. No, no, it's zero. It's zero. But hey, we got to raise the debt ceiling to pay for it. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. That's basically where we're at. <laughs> Cut 12. Deucey asked him about this cost zero thing. Roll that. Oh, it's Sasaki. The president's yeah. going to have a virtual meeting with House progressives to talk about how this Build Back Better package is now going to be smaller than $3.5 trillion. Oh. We have been saying that it costs zero. Maybe so we'll are get you money back now. that the plan does not cost zero, or is it less than zero? Well, <laughs> let's let's yes. not dumb this down for and the we'll American public here. What we're talking about sure. is uh, how much the top line investments room, are, which are all paid for. <laughs> so therefore, it costs zero. No matter what the cost or size of the top line investments are, we have ways to pay for it. So the point is that's important so to the American public, all zero. of your viewers too, is that this is not going to cost the American public a dollar. Oh, this is going to we're going to pay for this by asking corporations the highest income so people under four hundred thousand dollars i should say corporations highest income to cover the cost of these necessary investments so just to not dumb it down then does the plan cost nothing or is the plan free the plan costs nothing for the american people who make less than four hundred thousand dollars if you think that that companies that paid zero in taxes last year uh 50 nice of the top companies should continue to pay zero in taxes we're happy to have that debate it's not it's not even a fair fight Ducey against her she doesn't have the brain cells to even <laughs> keep um, even keep up with uh the guy from cnn never mind Ducey. it's just not a fair fight she sounds ridiculous all right as always we salute our military active and active police firefighters first responders emts lots we didn't get to tonight we'll have a busy night tomorrow thanks rick thanks rick thanks g thanks fran thanks to real america's voice most of all thank you the live from studio 6b audience we'll see you tomorrow night 8 p.m we'll be ready to go let's go brandon <laughs> <laughs> let's go brandon <laughs>